You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, or welcome to the podcast if it's your first time. I appreciate you clicking that button and spending your time with me. I know how important that is, and that does mean an awful lot to yours truly. I had a great episode with Jason and Tia. Really, 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 really fun. And we went just into the deep spatial oblivion of different thoughts on the uh, Patreon section. We kind of we got to know him on the first one, and then we just dove straight off the cliff into the deep end on the Patreon episode. So if you enjoy this episode, you enjoy the podcast, if you could support on Patreon, that would mean a lot. You get a bonus episode every week, and this week's was especially saucy in my book. I, I really had a lot of fun with it. So if you can... Please support over on Patreon. Five bucks a month gets you extra episodes every week and my undying gratitude. And patrons are going to be the first people to know about the big project next week. Next week, February 9th, there's something ridiculous coming. And they are going to be the first people on the planet outside of those involved in the project that know about it. So that is where you can do that. If you want to be the next people, then you can join the text chat, which is uh, in the show notes. You can grab that phone number or subscribe to the Tone Mob newsletter. All of those people are going to know about this thing before anybody else. And it's pretty ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty ridiculous. So go over there and do that if you can. And if not, don't worry. I still have a great episode for you. Kick back, enjoy it, and let's dive straight in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Tone Mob Podcast, the show about guitar stuff occasionally, sometimes. I'm your host, Blake Wyland, and with me today, I have Tia Bailey, 
and Jason Mays from Working Class Music. What's happening? Hey. <laughs> oh, I like that. Ooh, that was nice. Yeah. I like that. No, this uh, this is exciting. I've been wanting to talk to you guys for a while. Uh, I was just we were talking off the mic about how uh, I couldn't remember which of our three mutual friends introduced me to your channel, but it was one of uh, Ryan from Sixty Cycle, or Grant, and Karen from Big Ear, or Emily from Get Offset. I don't know which one it was. It was one of those three, but I'm glad I found it because I think what you guys are doing is really cool. It's super dope. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So why don't you just Tell me about yourselves. Like, when did you guys get into guitar and what made you guys decide to start the channel ultimately? I'm sure that's a big, long story. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, with three episodes, <laughs> four episodes. <laughs> we'll, we'll just do the whole Star Wars thing, nine episodes. I like and it. Let's do a, it. A bunch of Disney in, Plus series. In um, reverse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I'll start with the guitar part and then I'll let Tia go and then we'll both combo the show question. Perfect. Um, as far as guitar for me, I got into it in high school. Um, I was the blurred who not only loved video games, but I was also like, I went to, to put this in perspective because you have to you have to be there to understand. I went to an all black high school, so we were very much like marching band specific. And I okay. decided that I wanted to be the 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 angsty kid and I wanted to play <laughs> guitar. So I was like, well, you know, I can play guitar for like jazz band and like concert and whatnot or like other string instruments so yeah i i fell into it because of that and then there were bands like uh really for me james eha from the smashing pumpkins and tom morello mm -hmm. like seeing people of color like play guitar that for me was like hey i can do that too and james just mm -hmm. like james just looks so damn cool in the zero video playing the jazz master so i was like that's mm -hmm. i can do that i was like i'm not asian but i can do that <laughs> <laughs> not yet not yet not yet still can't do that but getting there but you're getting there yeah you're working yeah. on it tia how about you uh so kind of similar um i got started in middle school so when i was around like 13 or so i was gifted my first like electric guitar um similar to jason bit of a blur blurred 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 black nerd yeah. <laughs> uh i was very much into anime and i was having an angsty emo phase so i was really into like my chemical romance and green day oh, yes. the, the used and, and things like that and mm -hmm. i remember like fuse tv was really big and i would just watch like just all the stories on like warp tour and things like that and i was like i'm gonna do that like i yeah. <laughs> that, that was like a goal of mine was to be in a band and play warp tour um obviously that hasn't happened and warp <laughs> tour is no longer a thing yeah, but yeah when we were young been, yeah been when we were young fest right <laughs> i mean yeah i could just relive that there you know yeah so yeah pretty much the same just kind of seeing like a bunch of those bands and then as i got older you know it went from like emo to like deathcore and metalcore yeah. like really really liked white chapels suicide silence and things like that after high school graduated i don't want to say my music taste matured but i i learned that jazz chords exist <laughs> i want i want to say all those blurs either went through like an alternative like for lack of a better term butt rock phase oh my god yeah or we went metalcore like a, a like a, a religious like under oath, oh yeah bring me the horizon like yep. uh suicide silence like it was never in i've in seen all those bands live yes, yes. okay <laughs> <laughs> you're you're That's, you're you're right um as far as the show uh t and i have always talked about it we've had a couple of mutual friends and um 
we've always discussed the topic, um, especially given our jobs. And we would just run into each other and we'd talk about like, hey, we, you know, we should do this. We should do this. And the opportunity presented itself. And uh, between us, Nelson and Xander, um, the other part of the team. Um, mm-hmm. Behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, you know, we just we started it about a year and some change ago. And um, here we are now. Really, um, the goal was twofold. Um not to say which corporation we're, we're indebted to, um, to put it that way. Um, big box guitar store. Yes, big box guitar store. But I think for both of us, uh, we loved helping people make music. Um, wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and we loved, uh, and we love, uh, you know, getting affordable gear into people's hands. Um, and, you know, we just love gear in general. And we also saw that, you know, there were more people like us, um, people of color, and just generally like that market that for myself, I felt like the gear community wasn't really speaking towards. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and not even just as a color thing, just as in, in terms of like music, like, you know, we, and, yeah, no offense, we know the John Mayer, like, you know, blues riff exists and it's just like, cool, someone's demoing like, um, Warris Audio slow and they're doing like John Mayer licks. They or like totally, church chords. Yeah, or church chords. And it's like they totally get this. It's like yeah, it's not like slow dive doesn't exist or like things that we like you know, doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, I felt like that was underrepresented, underrepresented in the gear community. And I think the desire to create something that is very inclusive of people because um, there are, you know, I think for me, there are places within the gear community that don't feel necessarily as inclusive. And um, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's hard. Um, there are some guitar groups, which is funny because I was talking to Emily about this yesterday, um, where I'm going to use this as an example. There's there's a couple guitar groups that I'm a part of that um, are not kind to people that don't, people that aren't of that community so right. like um <laughs> so my personal goal um at least on my end was just to kind of make that a thing and you know as a show you know i don't because i don't want to put words in Tia's mouth or anyone else's um you know and just to be more inclusive just to talk more about gear just to have you know just to get something that where whether people like or hate us um, they hopefully learn something and they like what we do. And, you know, we're not getting paid for any of the gear we sell <laughs> on there. Or like, yeah, you know, we're, you know, if people buy something, that's a plus, you know, if they like it, it's just stuff we like, we like to talk about. And we just want to add to the community about, um, with the community with that. Tia, are your goals similar? Like you just don't <clears throat> see yourself in this community that much. So you're like, I guess I'm going to be the person to do it. Is that kind of the idea? Uh, More or less, yeah. So also to kind of piggyback off of what Jason said, um, I don't know about him, but for me personally, like coming out of the year 2020, um, I was furloughed from my job and I wasn't really doing anything. I wasn't interacting with anyone, you know, like everyone else or like a lot of other people. Um, Mm -hmm. So I will say that there was like a, a, a bit of a low point where I was like a, kind of like in a really deep depression. And then like 
Jason just texted me out of the blue and it was just like, you know, we'd gone back and forth through the years just saying like, we should start a channel. We should start a channel. Then he texted me and he was like, I'm starting a channel. <laughs> Do you want to be a part of it? <laughs> and I was just like, this gives me purpose. Yes. <laughs> um, purpose. Yeah. So it was kind of perfect timing because like coming out of that slump, I felt refreshed and motivated to really put something out there and kind of like how he said, you know, when I'm scrolling through like demo videos, I'm not really seeing people who look like me. Um, although that hasn't been the biggest factor. If there is someone out there who looks like me or is similar to me in any way, shape or form, and just seeing me do the thing that they're interested in helps them feel uh, just a sense of normalcy, like to mm -hmm. make them feel like they belong and that they can try this thing, then I am all for that, you know. Way back when I used to work sales at, you know, generic big box guitar company. And I remember sitting down and, and playing guitar one day and this this black father is walking by with his his daughter who looks to be about three, four. She has to be less than five years old. And he points to me and he says, look, she can do that. You can do that. And like, mm -hmm. I didn't say anything. I didn't react. But in my heart, I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> I mean, like, yes, yes, please. You can definitely do that. But like, I just I'd never thought of it like that until he said that. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. I can. Yeah, no, I've never seen that for me. Rarely. So like I could be that for someone else. And like, I don't know, hopefully someone else like rises from the ranks, you know, the, the younger generations, <laughs> yeah. someone mm -hmm. is going to grow up and like take it up. And I don't know, I'm not saying like be another Hendrix, but like. I don't know. I want someone do to, something different. yeah, do something different, make another wave, you know, and just be that inspiration. That, that's, that's, that's dope. No, I mean, I think some people undervalue the importance of like that, what that just happened with that, that father and that daughter, because even, and I don't really have that, right. I pretty much see me everywhere. You know, <laughs> that's, that's just, that's, you know, but for, for me, when I started doing a lot more interviews with artists specifically uh, and just hearing their stories or like, well, I just decided to start recording on my stuff. And then I just kept hearing that over and over again. And it was like, well, these people aren't any different than me. I should start recording my stuff. You know, I'm not recording my music at all. And so in 2021, I really started putting a lot of effort into that. And it was because I realized that like people just like me are doing it. I always kind of put them up here. And me, you know, down down a few rungs when I realized that they were the same as me, it was kind of eye opening. And if you can be that for somebody else, I think that is literally could be game changing. Like it, you know, not to try to put too much emphasis on that, but I think it's really important. You know, it's a very valuable thing to do. It is um, uh, to kind of add to that. I think it's important to feel like anything that you love is possible. Um, mm -hmm. and seeing that, like I said, for me growing up, seeing Tom Morello was just like, oh, damn, like I can do that. Of course, I had Jimi Hendrix, but Tom Morello was yeah. current to when I was growing up. And <laughs> right. it was like, you know, so, so I don't know. I, I mean, for me, especially within the music community that I've um, often been associated with, I just haven't seen a lot of me. And then when there were a lot of me, um, it was that... Uh, moment of realization of like hey i'm not alone like <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, you know mm -hmm. this is possible yeah so do you think this is like a question i wanted to ask you guys because this was uh part of the mission statement so to speak 
like when I look at my demographics and things, like one thing that's always been, I talked to about this on the Chasing Tone podcast with Wampler here recently. Um, but one thing that's interesting at this is I like like attracts like, you know, and so almost you know seventy five percent of my demographic is you know twenty four to forty five dudes, you know, and I think some of that is due to that's me, you know, and um, but I've also like you know actively tried to bring people with different perspectives on the show because. I want to learn. I want to like see what other people are seeing, make sure I'm not missing stuff, which I constantly am. Um, how much of it is that's just who's been kind of in the forefront of the guitar community versus how much of it is uh, just communities gravitate towards different things sometimes? What do you guys think about that? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, um, at least on our end, That's, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Because um, I haven't really, like, checked the stats as far as the channel goes in terms of demographics. I think I, we checked once. It was, like, 99% male. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, like, we're not really pulling in the female audience, so I'm not pulling my weight. I'm sorry, yeah. y'all. No, I mean, I'm <laughs> pulling weight. I'm not pulling my weight. Like, it's like, we need to get yeah. Jason in a bikini, y'all. Yeah. Like, we got to we gotta oh, fix, fix yeah, these numbers. Yeah. I got to lose a bit more weight for that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would say, I would. I don't know. Like, I think, uh, I think it's a bit of a mix because, like, I think when people think of like guitar, they still think of like dudes. Like, and <clears throat> yeah, like it's just that kind of stereotypical thought of like you know when people tend to think of famous guitar players, they think of just kind of older dudes. And mm -hmm. I think most people, their image kind of defaults to like that kind of like either like a seventies rock star, mm -hmm. like a Jimmy Page, or like eighties hair metal, or they think of like a Kurt Cobain. But then you mm -hmm. get it for like the the 2000s and like the 2010s and stuff like that. And like, you know, rock stars aren't really a thing. I, I, I would say it's been replaced with rap, like with rappers. MGK. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. MGK is, is the one to save pop punk, you yeah. know, <laughs> and the <laughs> and the weirdest timeline that we're living in that that happened. And yeah. Speaking of MGK, I saw MGK at Warped Tour. Oh, wow. I, rem I remember just being like, is that a rapper <laughs> at Warped Tour? And like my friend just been yeah. like, yeah. His there name's was, MGK. There was Katy Perry when she did Warped Tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I yeah. was going to say, I, Katy Perry, that's the first time I heard of Katy Perry yeah. was when she did Warped Tour. And I was like, listen to it. I'm like, what is going on with Warped Tour right now? What has happened? Yeah. I was so confused. Yeah, I would um, say, I would definitely say it's half and half. Because I like I know um, last year, whenever I would present the show, I would present it in, in like these Facebook groups, um, mostly these Facebook groups that were very much um crap i'm losing this word which was very much more <laughs> a different demographic like you know like there were more like trans people more people of color and i would hope that those people would gravitate towards that because they see that we're trying to do something different and then there was naturally the people that there were some people who I didn't expect, who enjoys the show. Um, I have one friend, completely different political ideology, but he loves the show. Like, completely, <laughs> like he knows where I stand and he loves the show. He loves our humor. And like, for me, um, Nelson came up with the tagline, like a gear channel for everyone, I believe. Yeah. And I, and I mm -hmm. think. I think that's solid. Yeah. Like, I think, I think seeing that um, in the 50, 50 of like, okay. Cause 
personally, I thought the Garrett community was going to hate us. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I, I, I was, were, I was like, sweating. Yeah, I thought they were not going to be accepting of us because like, you, you know, you're kind of self-conscious of your chops, one. But two, it's just like, hey, we know certain certain brands are associated with certain demographics and certain communities. And, you know, I don't think they're, you know, I don't think they're going to be accepting of us, which surprisingly they have been. Like a lot of people have been, and that's that's been, uh, for lack of a better term, a blessing. Like I, I'm, I'm grateful, so grateful for that. Um, but I think it's it's been fifty fifty. I think you know people that gravitate towards us. I think they one, it's the humor. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I, I think it's the humor, um, and I would like to say the dorkiness. But also the the realness um, uh, between Tia and I, because it's just like, you know, who we are on camera is who we are. Yeah. So, I, mean, right. I, think, I, I think the best part of the show is like we're literally just a bunch of nerds who get yeah. together and talk about our favorite things. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I hope that you can see that through the camera. And I at least from what I've seen so far, that seems to be the the audience reaction. It's just, oh, I feel like I'm in the room with these people. Yeah. And, and then, yeah. that's and, what we're going for. Yeah. And then like to like for that question that's why i feel like it's half and half because i feel like there's parts of the gear community um that have like embraced us and i've just been like oh wow i never would have expected that and you know there are people that i would say i'm making an effort to show them our channel because it's just like okay we know if you like jazz masters you're going to like our channel hopefully uh we know (laughs) there's certain things that if you like you're going to like but I want to talk to the people that don't feel like they're represented. I want to talk to that little girl that, you know, that dad had that was like, hey, you can do that too. Like, so for me, it's kind of hard in the sense of um, I know there are people that that is 50-50 in that sense with your question. But yeah. I've, I've spent my time focusing on the other people that I feel like aren't included. So for me, like, that's what that's why I'm kind of struggling with this question because like, I feel like I like I don't want to sound cocky, but it's just like the people that are accepting of us that I kind of feel like we're going to be accepting. Of us, I I don't acknowledge them because I really want the people that feel underrepresented or, you know, not, you know, just, yeah, just not included to feel included. And that's like uh, in the various groups that I'm in. Um, that's who I try to aim the channel for when I'm presenting it to them. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing as, you know, as content creators, which is, you know, I didn't realize that that's become a, a somewhat distasteful term amongst certain artists, which I find a little bit strange, but yeah. um, it, some things are what they are. Um, but it's it, it's something that I've always been cognizant of is like, I don't want to make anything that makes it feel like elitist or anything like that, because, you know, admittedly like some of the gear stuff when i was first learning about it it felt that way i'm like oh so if i don't have a you know eight thousand dollar les paul into a five thousand dollar two rock you mean it's not gonna be cool (laughs) you know like that's the way some of the forums were when i was first like doing heavy gear research and then with experience you just realize that that's just nonsense like that doesn't matter at all it's just do you like it or not if it yeah. sounds good, it's good, you know, like that's all of there. That's all it is at the end of the day. And, you know, it took 
took me even a little a little while to learn that. And so with this show, I I mean, I like fancy guitars, but I also have a thirty dollar guitar. I really like. You know, it doesn't matter. It's just like, do you like it? Cool. Like that's awesome. And I want more people to realize like it's just okay to like what you like. You don't have to like whatever Uncle Joe said. You know, it doesn't matter. Just do your thing. Just do to you. Kind, to you kind know? of interject and uh, throw one of my coworkers, Shane, under the bus. Um, it's funny because uh, he's he's building his first pedal board and he's asking me mm-hmm. all these questions and about which pedals to get and this, this, and this. And, you know, to kind of piggyback of what you're saying, I told him, I was like, dude, it doesn't give, I was like, dude, don't, you know, don't care what I think. I was like, <laughs> right. Don't, yeah, don't care what I think. Does it sound good to you? And do you like it? I was like, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's all that matters. I was like, and he was like, but you review gear. I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I'm telling you, it doesn't matter as long as it makes you happy and it keeps you playing. That's all that mm-hmm. matters. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. I get, you know, one thing I get a lot and like part of me is like thankful that people think of me in this way. But then part of me, like I keep saying the same answer over and over again. So they're like, I'll get, I'll get people emailing me and be like, how do I set my amp to get this sound? How do I set my this to get this sound? And I'm just like, I've never played that amp. But what I would do if, if I had played that amp is I would twist the knobs around until I liked what I heard. <laughs> like, Pretty much, and, yeah. Uh, and that's really, it sounds dumb, but it really is as simple as that. Also, like trying to hear with your ears and not your eyes. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll look at my sound and I'm like, why is the tone control rolled all the way off? I don't know. It works, though, you know, type of thing. Like we're real susceptible to that as humans, hearing with our eyes. You know, that's a that's a huge thing that we all do, and it's impossible not to do, um, as, unless you're blind. I guess that's that's possible. <laughs> that's possible. I'm half blind, so you know, there's. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I can yeah. Say yeah. That. <laughs> These yeah. aren't for fashion. Yeah, no, same. <laughs> um, no, I I agree with that. I think uh, that's one thing that's kind of funny because. Um, there's a running joke that uh, I'm bourgeois, which on certain things I am. <laughs> in terms of pedals, I'll admit that I am. But in terms of guitar, I'm just like, look, dude, if it sounds good and you know how to use it, just use it. Like, and, mm-hmm. and you know, that's the thing I think I've tried to get people to combat is like seeing with their eyes. Because um, the nerdy side of me, <laughs> um, uh, I was trying to prove something to a friend or a coworker, Shane. Um, um, man shane's really getting it on this episode i was trying to prove something to him and he was just like you know this 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 is like dude i guarantee you like those pickups are the same they're wound the same they're i was like they're the same magnets like i was like fender hasn't changed those in years he's like yeah but the pickups on this american one sounds better so i had our tech take them out and like flip them over and show him i was like you're seeing with your <laughs> eyes. It's like they're the exact same material, exact same thing. So mm-hmm. it's you know I, I I get that, and you know I get that. It's people like well, one example that uh, recent that um, as far as seeing with their eyes is uh, a lot of people will see like the uh, new 40th anniversary squires, and they're just like, oh man, that's too much for a squire. But then they'll see like. Mm-hmm. Uh, They'll see like um, something that's made in America, and you're like, "Oh, yo, this is it." Two thousand dollars, easy. Yeah, this is it. I'm like, literally that desert. I was like, literally that desert sand jazz master 
and the custom shop looks identical. The only big difference, which is photos now, which is photos, the only big difference is the decal on the headstock and maybe the material because we haven't had it in our hands. But I was like, mm-hmm. but, you know, the, the thing that I add to that and I try to tell people, I was like, but is that going to be, but is, is the difference outside of looks worth it in terms of cost? Does, you know, is this going to make this like a, you know, like really crap, like probably close to like seven or eight times the cost of, you know, the Squire? No. Mm-hmm. So. I get, I get what you're saying with the seeing with your eyes. Or <laughs> there's a, your I mean, eyes. yeah. Well, well, there's definitely a point of diminishing returns, right? You mm-hmm. know, and for me, that 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 starts to happen around the. And maybe this is creeping up because the cost on everything's creeping up right now. But um, I've always thought that once you get past like three grand on a, on a guitar. Your, the the returns on that, like the de- details and the little things, they really start to go downhill. Like the like what how much how much is a ten thousand dollar instrument better than a three thousand dollar one? Not really that much better. Can a three thousand dollar one be a lot better than a hundred dollar one? Absolutely. But like in terms of numbers, the t- the it starts to fall off a cliff real fast <laughs> once you get over that three grand mark. You know, like and that's expensive. I'm not saying it's a cheap instrument at that point. I'm just saying much past that and you're paying for something else you know at the end of the day i think uh, a similar story i have to that uh was at summer nam um at the martin booth they had a hundred thousand dollar guitar and i got to play it and then like one of my coworkers was with me and like afterwards um he was like does that that play like a hundred is that the best guitar you ever played and i was like no i was like I was like, I, I was like, I played D10s that sound better. Dude, so similar, similar story. Uh, not quite a hundred thousand, but um, I remember I was at work and a coworker just walks up to me. He's, it's another, it's a Martin. He just puts it in my hands. There's no price tag on it, and he's like, "Tell me what you think." So I played it a little bit, and I was like, "It's okay." And then he shows me the price tag, and it was thirty thousand dollars. And I was just Whoa. like, "You can have this back." Yeah, right. <laughs> I like having kidneys. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's a that's that's a degree. That's yeah. that's a car. That's a down payment on a house. Yeah. Like you could do a lot. But yeah, that's a down payment yeah. on a house. At least a house you have equity in, like a thirty thousand. Yeah. I mean, he's not going far now, but yeah. you know, I'm just. Mm-hmm. Eh. I'll say maybe in rural Montana. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah, not Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, not definitely not Atlanta. <laughs> not but. Portland, Oregon either. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, um, that's, well, that's the thing though. Like, I think as far as diminishing returns, I think like. Um, I've had to step back and understand the collector's market and the collector's ideology of, um, hey, this is going to be a like like a painting, like something like yeah. that. And mm-hmm. while I'm just like, all right, you're a musician, I don't get it, but I get it. You know, I, I can respect that. Um, I've had to understand that approach. As some people are looking at like that hundred thousand dollar Martin, and if that was a one off, I would be like, okay, I get it. I wouldn't buy it, obviously. Um, but somebody will, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. somebody would if it was a one-off yeah. or like, you know, something extremely rare. But I, I, I don't know, like some people, there's certain there's certain guitars and I'm just like, dude, like you can spend a couple hundred extra and still be under three grand and still get like a vintage one that'll hold its value. That right. Will, like that will only go up in value versus something that's current. And like I tell mm-hmm. people, um, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Xander in the background, like Fender amps. Um, but like, um, but um, no, like I tell everyone, I was like, it also depends on what you're doing with it. If you're a collector, I get it. If you're playing shows and touring, you probably don't want to do that. <laughs> the that diminishing <laughs> yeah. return is really, really something you want to think about. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and I'm not hating on anybody that likes to buy and can buy higher-end stuff. Like, I definitely like higher-end things. And like you, you pedals. I love high-end pedals. Like, that's such such my thing. And I realize that some of some of the time, I'm like, there's certain brands that I own that I'm like, I, part of the reason I own this is just because it's cool. <laughs> like, just because I think it's cool. Like, you know, and, and that's, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I am aware of that. Um, as long as you're aware of these things, you're an educated consumer, I think that's the most important part, you know? Definitely. Instead of falling into the trap of like, you know, I think uh, this, I, I, I did, I remember there was a, I think it was a $50,000 instrument cable I posted like years ago. And I was like, I'm sorry, but you're getting taken. <laughs> like that was not, that is not going to help you. I know you might think it's going to, but it's no. not, it's just not. <laughs> no, 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 like, no. There's just certain things like that. I'm just like, okay, like there was like fifty thousand dollars. Like it must have, <laughs> like it must have been made from like gold that was taken from King Tut's, like <laughs> like pyramid. That they like melted it down. That would be the only way I'd pay fifty grand for uh, that. What's what's this? Uh, yeah, it must have been melted down from the spear of destiny. It's like, oh yeah, it's got a little bit of Jesus blood on <laughs> oh it. Yeah, it's gonna keep the tone of gods. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, I think it's funny because I, I am a cable connoisseur, but oh I would never God. spend $50,000 on it. To be fair, if I didn't work in a music store, I wouldn't buy Mugami. Um, Say, even right. like, I, I do, and I still, I've never bought Mugami. I've bought like the highest, the most expensive cables I bought were those like gold boss cables. See, I, and, mm-hmm. I, and I felt bad about that. Well, the only, the only reason. Okay, so this is where the scientific part of me comes out. Like, the only reason I did that um, is because at the time when I had a smaller pedal board and I could afford to at the time, um, I would change out cables just to see the sonic difference. And Mm -hmm. if there was a sonic difference, and sonically there wasn't a difference, it was just the noise floor that changed. So I wasn't getting as much hiss or hum, and I didn't have to replace cables as often. So I was like, okay, I saw that. And as my pedal board... uh, Gained sentience and grew and grew and grew <laughs> and became Skynet. Jason uh, just plays a computer. Yeah, at this point, I just pretty much play a yeah, computer. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah I but I mean, mm-hmm. but at the same time, whatever, drop $50,000 on a cable? No. Like, that's Yeah, it was just like, uh, yeah, when, there was another one recently. There was, it was a, uh, it was, what was it? It was, oh, it was a, um, it was a power outlet that you wired into your, like you, you took the plug out of your your wall, you unwired it, and you wired this power outlet in, and it was like a power conditioner. I don't remember what the price was on it, but it was a lot. And I was like, it it was it was something absurd. Wampler sent it to me. I can't remember what it was, but something like you know, five thousand or ten thousand dollars. And I'm like, that's just a GFI outlet. Like, <laughs> like we're not like let's not get dumb like again like be an educated consumer like please don't buy these type of things they're not going to change anything for you bro if that you know? thing ain't paying a power bill <laughs> or something else it ain't working like, it, yeah, it's like, like a used honda accord money. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, we play yeah. this game of like we'll look up stuff like that and be like that's the price of a used honda civic yeah um, <laughs> but uh no nah, that's to me it's just 
it's weird that people do that, like on certain things, because um, I was explaining to someone. It wasn't Shane, back, was it? Huh? It was wasn't it Shane? Actually, it was Shane. <laughs> um, it was Shane. Um, oh he's going to be like, Jason, you hate me so much. Like, no, it was like, I was explaining him the difference with certain things. No, and, like, just, um, I love you so much. I had to include you yeah, in this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, with HDMI cables, he was like, you know, the difference. And I was like, dude, it's transferring data. Like, yeah. there is no, like, zero. oh, this is going to do it more efficiently. I was like, it's, it's a cash grab. I was like, just buy the one that's sturdy. You know, obviously don't buy the one that's like the cheapest made, but buy one that's sturdy and that's going to last and you're good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's ones and zeros. You can get really expensive HDMI cables and it's oh, like, that's not, it's not helping you at all. <laughs> yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I remember uh, when I got the Best Buy card the first time and I got approved for like an exorbitant amount of money and that guy just came back with the most expensive HDMI cable. I was like, bro, <laughs> no, no. Oh, <laughs> no, you go put that right back. <laughs> no. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, it's it, we as humans, we're so we're all we're so weird, you know. Like we'll get down to like, you know, how does the how does the finish affect the tone? And, <laughs> and meanwhile, somebody can somebody who's just really good can just pick up whatever, and it's like, oh, well, they made that that thing sound fantastic. That glary just turned into a uh, you know 1959 Les Paul in their <laughs> hands somehow. And it, it's it, it does come down to just like some people just got it, you know. Um, but at the same time, the gear does matter. Sometimes when the tone is in the fingers, crowd goes really, really wild in the forums. I like to, the statement I've always said is like, yeah, but if the gear didn't matter, then Cannibal Corpse would play ukuleles. <laughs> you know, like it does matter to some, good... some degree. You well, know, I, I, I agree with you. Um, I do think gear matters. Um, and I guess it's the perspective you're looking at it from, because um, I got in an argument with, uh, on unpopular guitar opinions on Facebook about this guy. He was just like, oh, and yeah. He said cheap. Facebook. Say yeah. no more. Yeah. He was just like, cheap guitars are crap and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, no. I was like, well, it depends. I was like, do you think your audience is really going to know the difference between a Squire Strat and a Mexican Strat and American Strat or Japanese Strat? Or even no. a custom shop. Or even a custom shop. They're not going to know the difference. So it's like, they're just listening and if you sound good. And it's like, at that yep. point, it doesn't matter what you're playing. I was like, most of it is for yourself. And again, that's where diminishing returns come back in. Yeah. And it's just like, mm-hmm. but gear does matter. Because I, I mean, I've always, with the exception of that, I was like, however, if you put a cheap guitar through a nice amp, it's going to sound good. But if you do the reverse, not so right. much. Yeah, yeah, not usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, amps I, are, amps, oh, go ahead, sorry. Sorry, I, th- I think the best like example I've ever heard was, you know, it's, it's not really like, oh, uh, God, I'm trying to think. So it's, you know, guitar, the gear versus like the player. It's not the cook. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not the kitchen. It's the cook. But, you know, mm-hmm. even a, even a high, you know, dollar chef may use some top level knives every now and again, or has like their favorite brand of pots and pans, you know, like someone who yeah. is knowledgeable and has that type of skill can, you know, like really throw down in like a not so great kitchen. <laughs> But, you know, if given proper tools, they can really, really make a meal that, like, you won't forget. Totally random. And I just want to get, I just thought about something funny. Like, when you said it's not the cook, it's not the kitchen, it's the cook. I was like, I totally want to throw, like, Gordon Ramsay in, like, the back of a Popeye. (laughs) Oh, my God. And see what he does. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, yeah. Just put him in McDonald's. Yeah, just put him in McDonald's. It's like, 
Yeah. Oh my god. I think I don't think I, I could think my f- handle seeing Ramsey just scream at teenagers and middle aged people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I I can I can do it when they go to him for it. Yeah. I don't want to yes. see him foisted just, upon anybody. Just insert you know? it in there. Yeah. yeah. I think my favorite <laughs> Ramsey clip is when he's got that person's head in between two slices of bread. <laughs> Have you yes. seen that? He's, yes. got, he's got their head. It's like, what are you? You're an idiot sandwich. <laughs> yes. Like, man, that's brutal, but it's really funny. I'm not yeah. going to lie. That poor person. Oh, man. I don't, You know, I think that might have been the first time. I talk about food a fair amount on this show. That might have been the first time that Gordon Ramsay's actually been brought up, <laughs> which is I, kind I of astounding. Thoughts, and I'm just like, I should say this before I forget it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So... Where do you guys see the channel going? Are you guys going to just keep doing more of the same, which is fantastic? And also, I haven't noted, I think what you guys are doing is really unique. Like, there's not any, another channel like it in our space. Uh, and I think that's why people have been drawn to it so quickly. Is like, you, so I heard about it and I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. Let's go check it out. Click, click. Like oh oh yeah this is this is for me this is subscribe like you know um, but do you see yourself yourselves going in another direction do you see yourselves bringing more guests on or like what do you what do you see the future of the channel being I mean how much can we say yeah, we're just, say, we're just yeah. be transparent like okay. we've always tried to be transparent so yeah. just, just be transparent. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, basically, I don't want to say doing more of the same thing, but like bigger and better. But like definitely mm-hmm. we're wanting more guests. We're definitely wanting to do more interviews. And even in like the style, like the layout of the videos, we're wanting to improve upon. So every time we have a break, uh, we, we call it a season. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're currently on what, season three? I think season three. Yeah, we're on currently on season three of, you know, just working on this as a whole and we've got some ideas so i mean even from what you've seen in the past you'll still see that but with some some added material yeah um to add on to what tia said uh i think we are in the future we're going to brand we're we've we're trying to branch out uh we recently started working uh working class podcasts which i think we're going to try to do more of um only because uh one i've been nagging everybody about doing it and i was like oh i think this would be really cool like and um, I was like, just give me a reason to buy that pop, that road podcast. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, I think there are things that we want to expound upon. Like um, one of the things that I think as a whole, all four of us really like to do is like the interviews with not necessarily like with other people in general, like people that are different. The common theme is music. Yeah. And I think um, that's one thing we want to do. I know we want to do a whole bunch more stuff. Um, definitely want to do a lot of like live streams and definitely like take what, take the formula that we have and just make it better. Just make it like, you know, make it a better, better movie. Like if this, if this (laughs) Mm -hmm. was uh, to use Star Wars, if if season, if the first year was a new hope, we want this to be Empire Strikes Back. Not so much, not, not so much the last Jedi, but the Empire Strikes Back. I don't don't know Star Wars enough to understand that. Well, let me do it like this. Uh, you might not understand this one, but I'm gonna try it. Star Trek reference. That's uh, even worse. Right, I'm ready. I feel like <laughs> no, I'm yeah, ready. I'm here adult, for it. The adults are talking. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> want to be the Wrath of Khan, but not the Final Frontier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, like this. Hey, I'm trying to think. What was it? 
I feel like, you know, like when you're a kid and like the adults like start spelling in front of you because they don't even know what they're saying. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a good, like, a good pop reference to me. Um... I'm a nerdy guy. I'm following you already. So, like, don't worry about that. Like, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, well, I'm just, it's just like... Yeah, I just want to make it better. Just, just, say, just make it better. Um, they're, they're <laughs> okay, if, if we better. started with, like, Great Value Bread, we've upgraded. We're getting name, Wonder Bread. name brand now. Wonder Bread. <laughs> um, Wonder Bread? Yeah. yeah. Great uh, Value Butter? No, no, no. Land of Lakes. Yes, Land of Lakes. Land of um, Lakes. Mm-hmm. Still want to get you fat, but Land of Lakes. Um... <laughs> Actually, it's funny because uh, a fellow YouTuber reached out to me today, and I was going to talk to you about this off camera, um, about doing something at the end of April. And, like, I'm stoked about it. And I hope – I think that's the one thing I, I want to push for is to collaborate more. Yes. Um, collaborate with more of the YouTubers. Like, talk to more of them. Because um, Emily, Ryan, Mike, uh, Mike Adams, like um, – Dang, everyone, everyone that we've, like, everyone, Andy, the guitar, like, everyone, Phil from 40, I'm just trying to make sure that none of them, like, I get an angry text after this podcast. You didn't mention me. me. (laughs) But everyone has been so kind to us, and it's just like, man, we'd love to collaborate with you. Each and every one of y'all. Yeah, so I think that's in the cards as well. Also, um, I tend to think more business-minded and but at the same time, I want to keep us. Well, I don't want to use the term "play authentic" or "authentic" because I think Gibson, <laughs> we, uh, we will be sued. <laughs> yeah, we will be you sued. don't want to get sued. Um, yeah, but I definitely. I know Tia wants to um, talk or get more, or get more um, talk more about or review more gear that is very, especially in these trying times, economically friendly. Um, like mm-hmm. the new, like the new Fender pedals that just came out, like yeah, like 100 less bucks. hundred bucks and less. Like I want to review each and every one of them. Yeah, and I think uh, that's a wonderful avenue. I think that's the approach you want to take. Is just like um, for me personally, um, I want to review stuff that we love, stuff from our friend. Oh, yeah, the three things I want to review: stuff that we love, stuff from our friends, and stuff that people can realistically buy. Yeah. Like you know, it doesn't have to be all three in one. Yeah. It's wonderful when it is, but like mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think we tend to forget, especially like when we're people who are just like really, really, really into guitars. You know, like we don't really have an issue spending like a couple hundred dollars on like a pedal or you know over a thousand dollars on like an amp or on a new guitar. But then I mm-hmm. feel like I get humbled anytime I like go home or I talk to someone who you know wants those things but can't really afford them. Like I'm not naming names, but like. You know, talking to Shane. A, no, Shane. I've, never, I've never met Shane. I know, I know. I'm just missing. I'm just gonna use the name Shane. Yeah. So talking to a friend of a friend, mm-hmm. Shane, uh, who mm-hmm. really wants, you know, like a nicer jazz master, like dreams of buying like an American Pro, but is realistically in like classic vibe territory because like he has bills and he has like a mortgage and he just had a wedding and things like that. So I think it's, it would be refreshing to put a more realistic approach on these things other than just assuming that everybody can, no offense, Jason, but not just assuming anybody can come in with like a, with like a, So don't, don't, don't throw me under the bus. (laughs) But you don't know what I paid for it because I got a really good deal. You don't know what I paid for mine. So Except it's not like it, I was going to say, like, not not everyone comes in with like a two rock or a matchless or like a Morgan amp, you know, like. 
a lot of people are on like, (laughs) like a lot of people are on like Hot Rod Deluxe. You know, in my defense, I didn't pay over a thousand dollars for that matchless. That's fair. I mean, and I didn't pay over a thousand dollars for my orange. Yeah. See. So like nice things. <laughs> yeah, I like to save money and have nice things, and they don't always go hand don't in look, hand. Don't, yeah. don't look at my amps. There's nothing <laughs> here. But no, to bounce off of what Tia said, I, I, I want there to be balance on my end. Like, it's nice to check out the nicer stuff, but I also, you know, since we're trying to gear, wow, no pun intended, since we're trying to gear this towards everyone, like there should be the brackets of like, hey. If you're on a budget, because there was one idea we had for a Christmas episode. Now, which we would have done, but time realis- got in yeah, the way. yeah, yeah. And realistically, mm-hmm. we just been too too much too much to do. And it was like a five hundred dollar rig. And um, I mean, I, we could try again this year. <laughs> yeah, we could try again this year. And um, you know, for me personally, like I I realized that you know I I just don't want personally I don't want the channel to get stuck in one direction or the other. And um, so that's why. Personally, I've all I'm trying to like pull us in all these different directions, and um, I think you know I don't as I think I just want us to stay true to ourselves, and I and I want people to be able to relate even on any level. Like if their if their if their budget is three hundred dollars, I want them to be able to watch a video of ours and be like, okay, that's a good that's a good thing I can get. Like if their budget is, you know, don't get me wrong. Like I don't want to go insane and be like, oh yeah, let's go and buy a five thousand dollar guitar. Like that's just not going to happen. Cust- I got custom shop. Is it worth it? <laughs> yeah, it's like... custom shop. Is it worth it? Well, I don't know. Let's go into the Lamborghini and find out. Right. Um, Hops in a, a Porsche. Yeah. Oh, I'll meet you there. And yes, uh, but no. It's just, yeah. I think for me, I just want to for the show, just get better at what we're doing. Um, meet more people. Meet. Talk to more people learn a lot more and you know just keep it fun and keep it us mm-hmm. yeah i think just you know making content that you would consume i think is always like a really good you know thing for creators to keep in mind that's something that i've always tried to do um and that's why my youtube game is so so slacking like i have a channel and i d- i've never put enough time into it because i'm like i can't quite do it the way i want to do it and this year I'm just ripping the bandaid off and I'm just going to just start start going for it. Not as aggressively as I did in 2020. What was that? Was it 2020? Yeah, 2020. I don't know if you guys were aware of this, but in 2020, I was like, I'm doing 30 videos in 30 days. <laughs> oh. and, I, and, I, and I went for it. And I got like 14 done. And then my entire area caught on fire. We got put on an evac notice. Oh. And I... And I just like, I could have done it. We didn't end up having to evacuate, but I was so stressed and like the air quality was horrible. And I was just like, was on edge. Cause I knew we could, we could have to leave like anytime. Um, I was just like, I was like, I made a video. I'm like, sorry, I failed. I'm not doing the, the, ne- the rest of them. You know, like I just gotta, I gotta take some time off, but it did work. Like that's when I like, got the over the thousand subscriber hump and it was like, oh, okay, I see if you're consistent and people like it, you know, that's consistency is like the key, right? Yeah. Um, but this year I'm going to try to go back, you know, on a somewhat regular schedule and I'm getting some new cameras and things just to, just to try to make things as good as I can. But all that to say is like, I've always felt like I'm better podcasting, like having conversations with other people and meeting new people. Like that's where my, 
real strength lies. So that's where I focus for so long. Um, but I do feel like I've left some some things on the table by not putting efforts into YouTube in the way that I should. And watching some of my peers that did, like Ryan from 60 Cycle is a great example. Um, we got started close to the same time and he like put in so much time and energy into YouTube and it's paid off really well for him. Um, we've been doing the same thing for about the same amount of time. And sometimes I look at his channel, I'm like, I could have done that. <laughs> like not the same thing. Obviously he's great at what he does, but I'm like, I could have, I could have made a channel. I didn't make a channel. So all that to say is I, but I do think focusing on y what you feel are your strengths and making content that you would like first and foremost is the most important thing. Cause admittedly I listen to way more podcasts than I watch YouTube videos. That's just my thing, you know? So I think you guys are doing a cool stuff and I think you're heading in the right direction. I'm excited to check out your podcast now. Thank is you. that on the, on the, all of the, the platforms or no, is it? <laughs> it's just on our YouTube channel. It was, it was literally, uh, we realized last week or the week before we were like, Hey, it's the new year. We haven't filmed anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's just try this. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to happen, though. I, I, I personally want to me on my own level. I want to get more into podcasting um, mm -hmm. only because of the three interviews that we've done. It's felt so refreshing, like hearing people tell their stories. Yeah. And just like yeah. sitting down and listening. And, uh, you know, it, it it it's always every time we've done one. And every time I've watched it, it's always been insightful. It's always been like, you know, I'm learning something and it makes the world seem a lot better than what it currently is. <laughs> so, so yeah. I think it actually, I actually think it shines a light on how it actually is, honestly. Yeah. Uh, that's, that, I've been doing this nonstop. I did it all through the pandemic, I mean, which is still going on, obviously. Um, but like all through lockdown, I, n I never stopped. I always I've been doing it the whole time and and hearing all these different people from different backgrounds, different places in the world, all collectively like trying to do the best they can. You kind of realize that despite what social media and the news will try to tell you, even if we have different ideas of ways to go about things, everybody's just trying to do the same thing for the most part. Everybody's just trying to live a life that they can you know enjoy and do things they want to do and not hurt people like e even if it seems like maybe ideologically they they don't line up with you everyone's just trying to do their thing and having at this point thousands of conversations it's like yeah people just want to have a have a good time do make music or whatever they're into and it's made it feel like a more generally positive place so you should do more because you, you you learn a lot i've certainly learned a lot myself i think we will <clears throat> now um, yeah. i know nelson will probably hate it the <laughs> editing part but we'll do more so, um, but he'll be fine yeah he'll be all right um he'll be okay but yeah, be all right, I, nelson. yeah i think yeah i think we will um again me personally i just i really just want to speak to more people because they're there are a Obviously, being Atlanta, there are a ton of interesting oh people here. Oh, my God. Here. There are a ton. <laughs> so yeah. Many, so many. Yeah. And um, being a musical city, there actually, we, we, were at, we were at a record release party the other night. And the thing that I turned to Tia and said, I was like, look at the diversity in here. Like, and that was like a wow moment. And in that moment, like after I said that, I was like, man, it'd be cool just to talk to everybody. Like, 
Like, I, mm-hmm. obviously, I, I wouldn't go up there personally and talk to them because I, I very I was having an anxiety attack before Tia showed up. And I was just like, but in a podcast format, it's just like, it's like, hey, we're different. Obviously, you know, we look different, you know, but we're here. What brought you here? Yeah, what brought you here? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, Definitely. Well, let's see. What time are we at? Okay. We're at, fi- Ooh, we're at 53, and there are two of you. So might this might be a good time to dive into the classic questions, uh, since there are two of you. But before we do that, uh, I like to give the guests the opportunity to kind of take the floor and, you know, shout out their grandma or, you know, plug anything they want to plug, say hi to Shane or whatever yeah, it is you want to talk about, like... <laughs> This is kind of your opportunity to say whatever you want to say to a, a few thousand people. Oh, man. Hmm. Um, first and foremost, um, if you're listening to this right now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for making it this far. Thank you for, you know, if, if you're new, thank you for just giving us a chance. Um, if you stuck with us for the year now, year plus, thank you. Uh, they, you know, really, that's... Like, cause I, we're, we're not rock stars and we realize we're not a big channel. So we're just grateful. And really the people we shout out is everyone that's kind of given us a chance. Like if I went through the list, um, I know I would forget someone, um, really, uh, check out the other YouTubers that, uh, have showed us so much love and some that haven't like, um, not yet, not yet, not yet. We'll, we'll <laughs> win them over. We'll win them over. Well, yes, we will. Um, you know, like they're just all the awesome brands that uh like old blood noise uh strymon uh chase bliss prs Dude, that was surprising yeah, yeah PRS. PRS, that that's did not expect that but every one of those brands that like took a chance on us and you know i know we're not you know i guess i don't want to be like a pessimist on it but it's like but i don't go in with the expectation of like oh yeah this video is going to do like a million views like it's just us having fun. So for people that stuck around and appreciate that. Dude, I'm so shocked that like videos break a thousand views. Yeah, like, like I'm just, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we're just happy to be here. So <laughs> um, other than that, the thing, the other shout out quotas that I have to meet, um, check out Punk Black. Uh, they are an Atlanta based organization and they are awesome. Uh, we had Vaughn on the show. So, you Did know, a pretty sweet interview with him. Yes. Yeah. That's an episode worth checking out. Uh, on a selfish level, check out my band, Young Mountain. Um, we just dropped our EP. Um, it's very personal to me um, because that was, it was in remembrance of my dad. And it deals with a lot of mental health mm-hmm. issues. And it's, it's, while I think it's the most meaningful thing I've ever done with music. And so... I would say, yeah, check out my band. If you don't like our stuff, that's fine. If you like our stuff, that's fine. Um, <laughs> outside of that, let's see. Oh, yeah, I am working class. Yeah. Oh, I am with working class music. Like, I was like, yeah, check out working class music. Um, yeah, check out check out our channel. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely check out our channel. Watch, watch our videos. Leave us comments. Um, you know, who else? God. I feel like an acceptance speech. You know, I need to wrap it up. <laughs> I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to thank the Academy. Um, yeah, just all of our friends and all the wonderful people that have showed us support. Like, um, yeah, um, 
big thank you to Retshow um, because uh, one, we did poke fun at him in one of our videos and I haven't spoken to him since and I'm kind of worried. But two, um, <laughs> he honestly, like low key, I know some people may feel a certain way about him, but he was one of the best individuals I've gotten to speak with in terms of like the whole YouTube thing and what people wanted to see. And he was super supportive. And that is something that I don't take for granted because it's just like, you know, all of us are human and all of us are here doing this. And, you know, despite what some people may think, you don't know the person you're watching. And I will, I will go to bat for that dude because he is a legit dude, like super kind, super awesome. And, you know, he, he gave us a chance. He was one of the people that gave us a chance. Didn't have to, um, especially being someone of like his stature, he didn't have to. So that's, you know, got to shout him out. Um, Emily from Get Offset, uh, she was our first podcast. I feel like she was like our first like internet friend. Yeah, she was our first internet friend. She reached out <laughs> to us. And it, it's funny because I was a huge fan of her StarCaster video. And like, I bring that up every time. And I was like, honestly, I was like, she was the first video I saw with that StarCaster. And she was a huge part of the reason why I bought one. Dude, okay. So since we're also, you know, just gassing up at uh, Emily, um, her Supersonic video was actually kind of like one of the like pushes, kind of how you said earlier, how like you see people and you're just like, well, you know, they're doing this thing and I want to do this thing. Just rip, mm -hmm. rip the bandaid off. Let's just do the thing. And I remember yeah. seeing her video for the, uh, the Squire Supersonic. And at the time I had the Japanese one, like the Vista series, Squire Supersonic. And I was like, Jason, we can do a video. The old versus the new. Yeah. Like she did it. We got a camera. We got mics. We can do this. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, we just did it. Yeah, Emily is totally. Emily is the best. Yeah. I I would say that she is the best. She's like I I feel like this channel is so indebted to her and her kindness. Like, we'll always be appreciative of her. Um, everyone we met at Nam, every, you know, yeah, because that was our first Nam, and uh, it was a, it was a weird experience. It was cool, but it was weird in certain areas. Um, you know, just really, yeah, I can't think of anyone else to think. I feel like I'm forgetting something. It's like, oh, yeah, what, what what else do I do outside of being nerdy in <laughs> um, music? Oh, if you're listening to this and you're in Atlanta, um, so Joe Warren won't kill me, uh, check out Big Gig. Uh, that is this upcoming Saturday on February 5th. Uh, tickets are $15, and you should come out and hang out with us. Uh, I will be there, and I will probably try to make sure I take uh, some Prozac so I'm not freaking out in the corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> now, you gotta, now I gotta, now I have to put this out on a time schedule. All right, I'll do it. <laughs> oh, no, I'll do it for fine. you guys. If you, if you missed it I'll do it for you guys. <laughs> no, I'll, no, I'll make sure. I'll make sure and get it up in the appropriate time frame so people can hear that. So, cool. Uh, do you have anything else? Tia, you have anything else? No, I don't play okay. the band. So. Not <laughs> No, not yet. I mean, who knows? Who knows what this year could bring? Can, Hopefully something you, comes my way. That'd be a lot of fun. You can be in my band. <laughs> there you go. Through yeah. Zoom. Yes. yes. Through so Zoom. Hey. It would be the Postal Service part two. Ooh. Ooh UPS. They, uh, oh, my God. No, I worked for UPS. No. <laughs> FedEx. <laughs> let's just, be, let's just right. be Amazon where we work all the time and get no breaks. Okay. Well, perfect. That's perfect. Life. That's what everybody wants. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just burnt out all the time. Mm-hmm. That's great. All right. Last couple questions. Here we go. These are the classic questions. First one. What is your favorite boss pedal? 
SY1. RE20. The what? Oh. Space Echo. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you guys were quick on the draw with those. Do you have those chambered? Were you ready for that? <laughs> oh, no, no. I wasn't, like, that's just been my favorite boss pedal. Yeah, just oh, awesome. Actually. Well, now you're changing oh. it. Actually, it's an MT2. No, it's the RC5. Mm-hmm. That's the boss pedal I use the most. RC5? Mm-hmm. Those are good pulls. Yes. I forget about the SY1 sometimes. I, say, I need to try that one if again. If we're going off of boss pedals that we use, and I guess my favorite would be my TU3. You know, just, that's a that's a very common answer. <laughs> yeah, very very common answer. <laughs> I just feel like that's the boring answer. You know, yeah. SY one's a lot of fun. SY one is a lot of it, fun. It is. It's a cool pedal. I remember when they launched that a long time ago, and I'm like, why don't I have one of those? I got to fix that. All right this this last question is the one that gets people in trouble. This one's a little bit controversial. You know, families have broken up over it. It's it's a thing. So I'm excited. We'll just really think about it. What is your favorite kind of pizza? Oh, I can. <laughs> Probably uh, say classic cheese, maybe cheese stuffed crust cheese. Mm-hmm. New York style pepperoni and bacon. Eat a Chicago mm. deep dish. Yeah. Chicago, get out of here with that. That's whack. I don't want that pasta. <laughs> New York. Dude, New I York style. Mm-hmm. I don't know. New York style is pretty good. Yeah, New York style is the best. Like, I'm actually trying to think back of like all the pizza I've ever had. I will say the strangest pizza that was also really delicious is at a local place here in Atlanta, Plant Based Pizza. I had a vegan. It was a chorizo peach pizza. So you know the whole pineapple on pizza hmm. debate. They had peach on pizza, and it was delicious. I don't like pineapple on pizza. I'm not that person. But pineapple on pizza. I'm sorry, but peach. Peach on pizza. It was ridiculously delicious. Hmm. I feel like Georgia, like that, if you're going to put peach on pizza, it's going to be in Georgia. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you have to. Lemon pepper on pizza yet. <laughs> I'm sure someone has. Yeah. I'm, I'm positive someone has. Like maybe on the crust. Yeah. Am I going to try that? Pepper. I mean, I've, I've heard of worse things. I'm not going to lie. Lemon pepper could work in certain contexts. I can see it. I can yeah. see it. All right. I, I like those answers. Those are good answers. I'm a New York uh, style pizza guy myself. Um, I've always said about the Chicago that I, I, and Chicago people get get after me for this, but like it's it's good, but it's not pizza. It's like its own thing. I mean, it's, who doesn't want just a pile a, of cheese? A, it's and, a pie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it's a cal, it's like a calzone. You would never call a calzone a piece of pizza, but it's a pizza. It's a pizza cousin, though. Yeah, no, you know, and that's kind of how I same that's family, how I same family, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Chicago. Yeah. I just don't want to use a fork and knife when I'm eating my pizza, and like it has to be like this not pizza thing. Dude, I feel like I need to like try Chicago style pizza. I've never I've never tried one, so I can't have like a strong opinion either way. I, I tried one when I was in Chicago, and I was like, you know, this can't be as bad as it, you know, everybody makes it out to be. And I was like, this is not pizza. This, just take this back. I, this is not. Pizza. Really <laughs> I need, I need it flat. Yes. It's like, what, what is all this? Like, I need to pick it up and see the here? grease drip down. Yeah, it's just like you gotta fold it. You gotta <laughs> fold it up. Walk to the subway and eat it while you go. Was, like, yeah. If a rat isn't watching me, I don't want it. Actually, I'm surprised there's something um, that hasn't, because like the scene that went in my head, like when they brought it out, there's a scene in uh, the Bill Maher movie, Religious, and um, there's this dude, he's in his church, and he's going off on about like religion, and, and it's just, and it's, just, it's funny to me, because, you know, growing up in an all-black community, and like the black dude was like, what you talking about, Bill? 
And then in my head, that scene is like when they brought out the brought out that pizza that Chicago. It was like, what you talking about? Like, what, what is this? I don't know. I, <laughs> I will say, I think one of my uh, my my best pizza memories, also kind of speaking from like scenes of like just TV, movie, things like that, was like legit some questionable bar somewhere here in Georgia. I don't remember the name of. My group of friends and I, we ordered a pizza. And legit, when we pulled off a slice, it was like that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pizza. Oh, oh like, yeah. The mm. cheese was just like a foot yeah. long and it wasn't breaking. And the pizza was really good. Surprisingly, the best pizza I've ever had was in Tallahassee, Florida. And there's two places. Was there meth in it? No. Because it's Florida. No, I don't do trucks. <laughs> it is Florida. And there was a crazy Florida man, uh, Rick DeSantis, but that's a different story. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but or Ron DeSantis. So, like, that's a running joke in a different group. I was like, I just call him Rick. But um, there's a place <laughs> in Tallahassee called two different places. One of them is called Decent Pizza. And <laughs> as the name implies, you, you know, it's decent. It's decent. But, like, like uh, the slices are, like, bigger than uh, you can't see them. But it's like bigger than like a 17 inch MacBook Pro, and you're just like, Whoa. holy crap! And it and it has that cheesy goodness, oh. like like Ninja Turtle style, like goodness mm. that like when you pick up a slice. And then the second pizza is Gain Street Pies, and um, they're just oh my god! Like uh, everything. I think the thing that uh, set it off for me with them is their ingredients are just so fresh. And um, I mean that'll do it. Yeah. yeah. You get mm-hmm. you get used to like once you get used to like Domino's and like Pizza Hut, and you, you're just like oh, yeah, just soulless yeah. pizza. And then once you get a pizza with a little bit of soul in it, a little bit of it's like mm-hmm. oh, yeah. that's actually made with love. Yeah, it's like yeah, we're not some big corporation you, you just want it. your money. Yeah, that's oh, it's, it's different. It's, it hits different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it hits different. As it hits. the kids say, it hits different. <laughs> they don't say yeah. that anymore. Well, they don't. We're that's that's the, that's the meth. That but, meth is what hits different. Yeah. No, definitely. It's, it's not. Florida, yeah. I yeah. assume there's meth in it. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, it's Florida. And and it hits different, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's how I lost my teeth. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it hits different. Uh, yeah, this is the first time we've wrote, um, not first time we wrote meth into the conversation, but that's definitely the first time we've wrote meth into the pizza portion of the conversation. <laughs> oh, go to Florida this well many done. more times. Pensacola yeah. Beach, Panama City. <laughs> you won't have any teeth left when you leave. <laughs> well this has been awesome thank you guys for coming on this has been a blast i'm excited to see what kind of nonsense we can stir up in the patreon section what you guys oh, say man. yeah i'm excited for that oh man we're gonna do it all right let's uh let's sign off and we'll slide on over to that section okay oh wait wait <clears throat> thank you for having us yeah thank you thank yeah, you so much yeah, thank you so much oh of course of course of course it was a it was a blast so for jason and tia This is Blake, and as always, folks, good luck and good tones. There you have it. There it is. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. Please go check out the Working Class Music YouTube channel. You can find the link to that in the show notes. They are killing it. I love what they are doing. They're bringing some unique flavor to the gear world, and that is always very, very much appreciated. So please go check that out. Please share this with somebody you think might enjoy it. I don't even care if they play guitar or not. If there is somebody in your life that you think would enjoy these conversations, please blast this their way. The show has been growing a lot over the last couple years, and that is entirely due to folks letting other people know about it. So thank you so much, and I will talk to you on the internet. Bye-bye. One last thing before we totally sign off here. 
I just want to remind you that if you do any shopping at Stringjoy, that's Stringjoy Guitar Strings made in Nashville, that will help me out as well. As I've said for years, I'm heavily involved in that company, and I really do think they're making the best products on the market. So if you would like to try custom strings, go to ToneMob.com Stringjoy and check them out today. I seriously, seriously, seriously love what the team down there is doing. I help them out with all kinds of things, and by you supporting them, you are also supporting me as well. And hey, you need some strings, so why not get some custom strings just for your guitar and playing style? Again, the link for that is ToneMob.com Stringjoy, and that will take you right to their website, and you can do all your shopping through there, and that will help everyone involved out. So thank you very much. Talk to you next time. We are brought to you by the wonderful folks at Gun Street Wiring Shop. Yes, Gun Street Wiring Shop. I've talked about them before. I used to say based out of Bend, Oregon, but guess what? Sean moved to my neck of the woods. Sean's in Portland. Sean is awesome and has helped me with a bunch of stuff lately. And if you have wiring needs for your guitar, he can help you too. If you want to get weird with it, he can get weird. If you just need to spruce things up a little bit, there's your guy. He takes all the guesswork out of doing your guitar wiring, and he makes it simple, and his customer service is top-notch, and I can't say enough good things about Gunstory as a company. I really respect Sean and what he's all about, and the product is top-notch. I've got three different guitars that now have Gunstreet harnesses in them, and I could not be happier. So go to GunstreetWiringShop.com and check them out.